Welcome to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. This episode is brought to you by BKT Tires, a leading global player in off-highway tires for the agricultural, industrial, construction, and OTR industries. Welcome to this edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. I'm Mike Mangus, and I'm the editor of Modern Tire Dealer. How can you build a winning culture at your dealership, and how can this help you deliver even more value to your customers and employees? Greg Ring, a leadership consultant with more than two decades of tire industry experience and sales management, organizational development, and other areas, is here to tell you more. This is a can't-miss episode, so let's get to it. Greg, welcome back to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. It's great to have you back on our program. Thank you, Mike. It's always good to be with our friends at Modern Tire Dealer. So thank you for this invitation back. Well, you're welcome. And we're looking forward to today's discussion, which is all about how to build a, a winning culture. And cu culture is a word that, that we read a lot about and we hear a lot about, particularly in the uh, corporate world or the business world. And it's, it's a term, I think, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And, and throughout your work with GR Consulting, uh, you, you've spoken extensively about culture. You've written extensively about culture. You've coached independent tire dealers extensively about culture. Um, what, what, is, what does culture mean? How do you go about building a winning culture as the owner of a tire dealership? You know, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on the subject, Greg? I know that's a very broad uh, couple of questions, but um, would, looking forward to, to, to your input and expertise. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Culture is, it, it does have many different definitions. It has uh, implications in business that many times is really even greater than, than a lot of business owners and managers would even expect. So very directly, I like to say this about culture. And as I work with, with teams and organizations and even individuals working on developing the team culture, um, I like to start with a simple statement that culture is not a difference maker. It is the difference maker. So it's not an add-on. It's not a bolt-on. It's really the key difference to make a com truly competitive advantage in almost any industry, any organization. So culture is not a difference maker. It is the difference maker. Wow. That's, that's, a, pre that's a pretty big, bold statement, Greg. It is a bold statement. And, and really, especially Mike, working with folks in, in the tire and automotive business, that's certainly my passion. I've spent uh, almost 22 years in that industry and mm -hmm. always appreciated how hard uh, the people that work and run those businesses are, uh, how hard they work. And at the same time, I've had conversations really with really uh, hardworking managers and, and owners who say this, listen, uh, once we get our turnover reduced, and we got our employee problem, a morale problem, and our performance problem fixed, then we'll start to work on our culture. And I always smile when I hear that because it's the soft skills mentality, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to think about culture building as a nice to have. It's something that once we get everything else running, then we'll dive into working on culture. So looking at reducing turnover, um, taking care of your customers, uh, fixing employee morale and actually improving performance, starting with culture is the place to start. As I said earlier, it is the difference maker. So once you get through that conversation 
with, with owners and leaders of companies and organizations, then they think about it perhaps a little more differently. I, I've, you know, I, I hear the word culture used in a business setting also, and probably like a lot of your customers and clients, as you referenced a couple of seconds ago, think of it as this kind of nebulous, fuzzy, touchy-feely, feel-good sort of thing. But you're, but you're saying, you know, you need to have the right culture in place in order to accelerate business growth and and achieve what you want to achieve as a business owner. And and I, I assume there are there are some fundamental strategies and best practices that uh, our listeners can can deploy at their respective businesses to to start building a winning culture yes there's uh, there's really two broad categories of everything that happens at business and what I coach and teach a lot is is I ask people to think about their businesses and think about their organizations and then you draw a huge horizontal line across the business and everything that happens in that business, in that space where it involves customers, employees, anything that happens in that space might fits between two places above the line or below the line. Okay. And so when you think about culture, everything that happens in a business um, fits in one of those two categories. So if you picture the imaginary horizontal line that's running through the business above the line, is the discipline approach. And that's intentional. Things happen for a reason, on purpose. It's done with skill, very skillful behavior. Mm -hmm. Below that line is the default line. And that's where things are done very much uh, impulsively. Uh, They're resistant. They're running on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So once we look at that coaching philosophy that's either above the line or below the line, and then we work on culture as really fitting in to that model. So everything that happens to an employee with an employee, with a customer, at the end of the day, if you sat down with your legal pad, you would write all the things that were above the line and all the things that were below the line. And both of those things are part of that company culture. So it's the whole picture. It's the big picture. What What are some, what are some, um, things that, that our listeners can do to begin to build a better culture or a culture of, of greater success at, at, their, at their respective businesses. And, and it seems to me that if, if you want to do that, you first have to assess uh, where you currently are in terms of your culture, right? That's, that's absolutely um, the first place. It's uh, number one is accept the reality of where you are currently at. And then you, and only you as the business owner or leader, can make a decision to change it. I've had coaching calls that start off with, hey, we would like you to come over and help us build a culture. And I always appreciate that. And then I remind them that, that remember, you already have a culture. <laughs> you already have one, whether it's good or bad, or whether it's effective or not effective or if it's producing desired results or not getting results, everything that happens in your business really is truly a reflection of the culture that you have in place. So once we understand the fact that that it's your culture and you own it, the great news is then it's up to you to decide if you want to change it. And making that decision like you just shared, the first thing is just the reality of, of where you're currently at and then if you want to, you can decide to change it. 
So we put uh, a couple steps in place. And one is really just to be open and honest of where you're currently at. And leaders have the most influence and responsibility on, on the culture that's in place and the culture that develops. So it really truly does come back to the owners and business managers that are, that are working in those businesses and organizations. Um, they own the culture. Now, everyone helps build it, but the leaders have the most responsibility for setting the culture. And once the culture is set, then the culture drives the beliefs and the behaviors in the business. And then with those actions, that's what produces results. So if you are asking for results in your business mm -hmm. that the culture doesn't support, you're really going to be challenged to, to get those results unless you have the team on board and the culture in place. So, so cust the, uh, oh, go ahead, Greg. Didn't mean yeah. to interrupt. So, no, no, Mike. So that's the first thing is accept the reality of where you're currently at. Um, what, what is your culture? How are you doing? And I always, I always um, you know, coach leaders, the only way to know anything is to simply ask. You can do that with one-on-one -on -one conversations with your team. You can do it with a survey. You can do it uh, with a customer survey mm -hmm. and, and, and then be willing to actually listen and address what shows up. So the reality is de decide where you're at and then make a decision to change it. Thanks to its R&D efforts, BKT is committed to helping customers succeed by offering high-quality, top-performance, and reliable tires that can handle any job in more than 160 countries worldwide. So culture really is driven by uh, the level of engagement of, of your employees is, is sort of what yes. I'm taking away here. You, you have to get all of your people on board uh, and kind of rowing the boat in the same direction with the same amount of enthusiasm before you can yeah. really, really go one step beyond. Absolutely. And that, that engagement is, is uh, a huge, huge impact on percent, percent of engagement. So Gallup does surveys every year and they're the official keeper of employee engagement data. And the most recent Gallup poll showed that in, in, ninth, or in 2020, 36% of people, employees were, were engaged, 36%. Well, in 2022, that number dipped down to 34% of employees that are engaged and 17% are actively disengaged, which means <laughs> they're not happy and they're telling everybody else about it, including yeah. customers. So I think of culture building as it's certainly not soft skills, but it's true competitive advantage because if you can pick up four to five, six percent. So if the average is 34 percent across the board, mm -hmm. but if but if your employees are 45 or 50 percent or every other employee is is happily engaged, that's a huge statistical advantage in any business. So the the numbers are disappointing to some, but I really think it's, it's, it's a competitive advantage because I think with, with that statistic, that's a huge opportunity for any leader that wants to invest in building and growing a winning culture because the numbers are on your side. How, how do you start to 
to build that culture. You talked about employee engagement. You talked about opportunities for employee engagement, finding out where you are right now, where you want to go. Um, is it is it is it communication? Is it providing clarity around responsibilities? And hey, here's where we're going as a business. You know, strategically, is is it all of those things or a combination of those things? Yes, yes. I, I would say, Mike. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. The first <laughs> step is to for for the owners and the leaders to understand that they are responsible for setting the culture. So leaders set the culture. The culture then directs beliefs and, and actions, and then the actions uh, produce the results. So so that's the formula up front. Then and then the second part is is as a leader, uh, being consistent, being committed, and providing clarity to the employees. So it's consistency, committed, and clarity. In other words, you can't have a great culture on Monday and Tuesday when things are good. And by the end of the weekend, when things are really, really pushing and everyone's stressed out and perhaps you're one employee short, at that point, that's where culture is under the, it's really under the microscope because employees are going to watch the leaders and see how they respond when things are a little tough. So consistency, no matter what, we will be consistent really committed to that culture and understanding that commitment takes a lot of effort on certain days and then uh, clarity, you know, pro- providing exactly what uh, you expect and what your company or organization is committed to delivering to each and every customer. So what's important uh, to the customer, what's important to the employee and what's important to the business. So the leader has work to do here. Now, the really good thing, Mike, is that it doesn't happen that it doesn't happen overnight. No one expects that. Okay. So, um, you know, consistent, committed, and clarity. And then I always add and, and be patient because change change takes time. So, to be patient. One of the key things of of clarity is is um, employees in many different surveys. One that was recently done by by DDI, and they they found that employees feel many times they don't know what's expected. They don't know what um, they really need to do. And it's lack of clarity. Once clarity is really presented, then they have a huge advantage in really delivering. You and I have both read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits for Highly Successful People. We've been through that. It's it's really been a, a very important business book. But habit number five, see, first to understand, then to be understood. So understanding what your employees need, understanding what your customers need. And really that comes back from number one is, is accepting reality. Where are we currently at? Are we doing a pretty good job or do we have to start over? Regardless of what that answer is, um, you build on the things that you're currently doing well. And if you have to start from scratch, then get out a blank piece of paper, start from scratch. So the first, first step is accept reality. The second step is to be consistent, committed, and provide clarity. And then the third step really with, with starting the building culture is um, you really need to connect frequently. You've got to have, you know, ask and listen uh, and then act. So looking at connecting frequently means checking in with your team. Um, it's not like you can have a, a meeting at the end of March and say, okay, we're going to set our culture and you write it on the wall and, or you have it framed. It looks really nice and you put it on your website. This is our culture. And then you, and then you walk away and say, well, that's done. It would be nice if it were that easy. So connecting frequently means checking in informally um, or 
weekly staff meetings, team meetings. Um, what what I like to see happen is that the the, the frequency is 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 comfortable, so the employees know if they have a suggestion or if they have a concern. That's part of the culture. They can bring it forward, and and when that happens, then you develop that that really winning winning culture where team members can feel very, very comfortable to bringing up suggestions and ways to do things more effectively. That's all part of a part of a winning culture. It's it seems like then you know as a business owner or the owner of a dealership. Uh, like so many of our listeners happen to be, you really have to make that extra effort and that extra time. We we know how ultra busy our listeners are, just managing, uh, you know, myriad aspects of their businesses. Uh, you know, a thousand different things on their plate at any given time. Everything needs to be addressed. But you're saying you you, you have to make you have to be intentional about it. You have to make the time. You have to make the effort. It has to be regular. Uh, and, and you need to, it's, it's, it's a process. It's not like a one and done thing, right? Because you're, you're, you're constantly intaking feedback from your employees about culture and what you can do to improve the culture. Am I, am I kind of nailing it there? Getting it, getting it right. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And that's why it's really hard work. So when we go back to the Gallup poll and you see that, you know, 34% of employees that were surveyed, uh, you know, 34% are engaged, which means the other uh, two-thirds, roughly, I like to think of this as two-thirds, one-thirds, when two-thirds of your team are not engaged, it's almost impossible to win. And what happens there is all the work then falls on the owners and the managers. I had a conversation yesterday with a leader that was talking to me about his 70-hour work weeks. And I asked him, I said, well, why 70 hours? He said, well, somebody has to get it done. Somebody yes. has to stay over. So um, in that, I shared with him, have you thought about investing in culture where you have better employee engagement, where you could reduce some of your turnover? You could have a little better productivity. You have a better morale. Yeah. And if that were in place, then the work doesn't fall back on the manager. So, so for all of the really busy managers and and owners and key leaders in organizations, I say this directly to you, is that the best way to improve your situation and your life and, and to get better balance is to really take the time and build your culture, just like you would build any other part of your business. And it is work. It's, it's about that long term. It's about being consistent, being committed, clarity, and then being patient because you won't get it right every time. Mm -hmm. I learned uh, early in my in my life starting out. Uh, I worked for a company that that I had the, the lowest job on the totem pole for a couple of years. That's why I was in college, and we had a manager there who who I learned so much about culture. Uh, he came to my workstation one day. I was unloading a semi truck, and it was a fifty three foot semi uh, trailer. And he came up to me, and I thought, I wonder what what did I do wrong. He said, hey, I want to check and just see when you could clear some time on your schedule for either a lunch or a breakfast. And I said, well, sure. And he says, what I'd like to do, Greg, is sit down. And he says, I have a simple philosophy. It's called TLA, talk, listen, and act. Okay. And I was 19. I was in college. I had the lowest job on the totem pole. And here was a very busy shift manager reaching out to me. So when we... Uh, met for breakfast then. Um, the very next week, 
he told me about the business. He told me about the company. He asked me about what my interests are, what I was studying in college, and uh, what my hobbies were. What what sports team did I like? What were some of my goals in life? You know, was I planning to stay with that organization, or was I going to do something different? And at 19, I really had a, a culture lesson because that manager reached out and built interest in me. So he was very, very consistent. He was committed. Um, he provided clarity of what was expected in my role and that if I did want to build a career there, these were some things that he could help me with. And at 19 years old, I learned the value of someone actually building, building relationships uh, and building a better culture. So the, the, the uh, summary of the story is of all three shifts in that organization, um, this manager, he had the best production numbers. He had the lowest cost. He had um, you know, the least turnover, uh, overall best morale, had um, you know, uh, just, just one benefit after another. And the only difference was uh, is that he took the time to build and understand his team and, and to put some value into their relationship. So it was a TLA, talk, listen, and act. And act. So going back to how you set this up, our industry, the, the tire business is extremely demanding. Our leaders and managers are, are busier than ever. However, I, I, I would really recommend that TLA talk, listen, and act with each employee. And that way you can grab breakfast, lunch, um, have, have team meetings. But when people feel like they're being listened to and understood, they also engage at a very high level. And once again, Mike, it all comes back to building a competitive advantage because most managers will not take the time to invest in building a winning culture. Because it is work. However, it's work that really pays huge dividends. So remember those those three initials, T-L-A. Talk, listen, and act. And both sides have to do it. So culture is a two-way street. So it's it's not all on the employee. It's not all on the leader. It's both, both sides talk, both sides listen. And then when you leave those meetings, you both have an agreed upon action or two. And times times it may be to bring up a situation with an employee that that they can approve on, or it could also be uh, recognizing the employee and say, we're looking for an assistant manager. We're looking for a new service manager with the right amount of training. Would you be interested in that? Mm-hmm. And that drives engagement. It also helps reduce the turnover. Uh, the morale improves. Um, so it's really, really win-win. TLA, talk, listen, and act. Greg, I, I wish we had more time to talk today. We would love to continue this discussion. We're kind of running out of time, unfortunately, so we'll have to wind it down pretty quickly. Any other thoughts uh, about uh, creating that winning culture or TLA or, or driving more engagement that our listeners can maybe take home and implement at their businesses? Yeah, yeah, Mike. I think the big thing would be just, just start right away. Don't wait to be perfect. Just start in. It starts with a simple legal pad where you talk to your team. Hey, what can we do uh, to improve? What are some opportunities? And then uh, listen and then put those things into action and let the team know that it's a work in progress, Mm -hmm. but we need your help. You can count on our help. And together we will will build a winning culture. Greg, that's awesome advice. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Mike, thank you very much, and all the best to our friends at Modern Tire Dealer. Thank you, Greg. All right. Take care. Catch up with you later. You too. All right. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Modern Tire Dealer Show. To contact Greg and his company, GR Consulting, email him at h.greg.ring at gmail.com. That's the letter h.greg.ring at gmail.com. And don't forget to download future episodes of the Modern Tire Dealer Show on Stitcher, Spotify, and other popular podcast platforms. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Whether you're working on a farm, a construction site, or in the OTR industry, BKT has a tire for you.